Just before we start the show, we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands on which we live, work and play. We acknowledge their ongoing connection and custodianship for country. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging and their stories and journeys that have led us to where we are today. Let's meet our next guest. Joining us in the studio today is Belinda Drew, who is the Chief Client Officer at The Monkees. Hi, Belinda. Lovely to see you in person. I feel like we've known each other for a while now. We've been talking about it. It's lovely to be here, Brittany. Thank you for having me. We're finally here and she's just come back from a well-deserved break, so you're very fresh this morning. Oh, thank you. Yes, I'll keep those Euro vibes going for as long as I possibly can. Summer is definitely calling me back, but um, we'll make it through till the end of winter just, you know, ever so slowly. Yeah. For sure. Um, (laughs) We'll jump into the icebreaker today. This is a bit of a left field one, so let's see how you go. Um, (laughs) If bald people work in a restaurant, do you think they still have to wear a hairnet? Ooh, look, you know, I'm all about equality and choice. So if they feel more comfortable wearing a hairnet, then they can do that. But... Whatever goes, really. I, I haven't really faced this um, dilemma before. But, yeah, look, let's keep everyone consistent, equality, and throw that hairnet on and rock it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, have you travelled? We know that you have. Oh, um, yeah. If so, where? And what did you learn from this experience? Well, yes, definitely have luckily come back from a European jaunt, which was fabulous. But, um we, my husband and I lived in New York in our late 20s and, and that was uh, just a brilliant experience and really something that I had always wanted to do with my career. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd say, you know, the, the travel off the beaten path is really the, the moments that have stuck with me the most in my mm-hmm. life. And actually, after we finished working in New York, we had a round-the-world adventure and the last stop was India Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were traveling around Varanasi and Agra and Jaipur and there was just this extreme uh, spectrum of wealth and poverty. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember coming back from that holiday and, and this visceral memory of standing in the shower and just looking at this, like, drink drinkable water that was falling on my head and thinking, how could I somehow get this water back to the children I saw in India? Because it was just such a profound um, contrast of the, you know, the life and the basic necessities that we take for granted every day in comparison to some of the struggles that we saw travelling through. And because we were not in, you know, the the big cities that everyone always goes to in India, we were kind of in more of those remote locations it was really um, just a an, a moment of reflection of gratitude and just something I think that will always stay with me of just mm-hmm. keeping me grounded and humble. And why did you choose to go to the remote locations instead of like the tourist attractions that everyone goes to in India? Why did you choose that? Yeah, I think uh, when Pete, my husband and I travel, you know, we always crave that authentic experience mm-hmm. and that's where we feel like we're most connected to the place that we're in. So getting getting out of the the main hubs and experiencing life in those day-to-day settings was just a way to truly understand the way mm-hmm. in which people were living. And 
And of course, we still ticked off the you know the big icons of India as well. Yep. You cannot go to India without going to the Taj Mahal, which was stunning. Mm-hmm. But it was just um, an opportunity, I guess, to be able to go a bit deeper and yep. explore places that um, not everyone has the opportunity to see. Mm-hmm. And where do you think your next trip is going to be? I mean, you just oh, got back from one, but... <laughs> yeah, well, it's already a hot topic of conversation in the house. Yeah. Um, so that's always a good thing. I would love to say it's going to be, you know, back to Europe next summer mm-hmm. to try and maintain the the momentum of, of that incredible uh, European ad- adventure that... I guess it's early days at the moment of thinking about where to next. I've always always got a destination on my hit list. I'd mm-hmm. say Croatia might be, you know, one of the places that we'd look into in more detail. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was a little um, different now, though, with um, a four-and-a-half-year-old. So we have to make yeah. sure that, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, it kind of ticks the boxes in terms of, like, not being too off the beaten track, but still enough nourishment, I guess, of that exploration and adventure that we that we love so much about travel. Yeah, for sure. Um, just following on from that, where do you – where can I find you on the weekends? Well, our son Hamish is basically the um, – the holder of weekend agenda. Yep. So you'll probably find me at a birthday party, one of his you know, friends celebrating a mm-hmm. birthday, whether it be at some type of jungle gym that I'm climbing up or madly trying to rescue a shoe from, uh, or you know, whether it's a ninja party. There's a whole bunch of different themes. So I'm basically the chauffeur and the concierge to my son Hamish's social activities yeah. and um, embarrassingly I also recently became his soccer coach. Uh, okay. I have no <laughs> knowledge of soccer. I've never played soccer but mm-hmm. um, yeah, kind of picked up that as a as a bit of a plus one activity for the weekend so mm-hmm. you'll also see me very early on a Sunday morning coaching a group of four-year-olds trying to encourage them to kick the ball and not pick up the ball with their hands. Yeah. And have you been trying to educate yourself on the game of soccer and like no, how are you doing that? You're just going no. in blindly but like no. just just go for the ball. That's <laughs> I, it. No, surely it's just keep your hands off the ball and kick it to the goal, right? Like yeah. that's all I'm I think that's a win uh, yeah. for four-year-olds. Yeah. But um yes, let's just say they're not going to become uh, the soccer ruse under my leadership. There's yep. uh, definitely some higher skills required. Yeah. But for now, until someone else steps up, I'll um, I'll keep going for as long as I can. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. And where would you be on the weekends before you had your baby? Oh, uh, I guess, you know, kind of cliche, but definitely the, you know, the foodie scene. So mm-hmm. looking at whatever new fabulous restaurant that opened, um, and also, you know, at the same time, walking the dog Barry around yep. <laughs> Balmain where we live and just, you know, keeping up um, keeping up the walks and you know, adventures through through him. We're yep. pretty I think fam like weekends are really reserved for family and friends. Mm-hmm. So it's just about spending time with, you know, the people we love the most. Yeah. I think it's an underrated topic, but having an actual name, like an adult name for a dog, like Barry or <laughs> Kev or something like that, it's such a good name for a dog. I love dogs with like r- real names. There's only been one instance where we were at the dog park and I yelled out, Barry! And there was a, 
a gentleman who was a little bit older who turned around and thought that I was trying to capture his attention. So, <laughs> yeah, there were two Barrys in that dog park that morning yep. and uh, only one of them was a dog. Yep. So <laughs> that was a little bit embarrassing. But, uh, yes, it's a classic. Um, it, it, it definitely gives everyone a smile when we introduce Barry to people. Yeah, it's very cute. <laughs> um, what is your love language? I would say my love language is being a gift giver. Mm -hmm. So I love the thought that I can put into the gift when it comes to a birthday or just marking a special occasion. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess an example of it is last year for my son's fourth birthday, he had been consistently obsessed with firefighters, fire trucks, everything fire kind of related for a good two years. And there was an, you know, a lot of merchandise that he had already acquired. And I thought, yeah. okay, I have to I have to think about this a bit differently this year. So I um I rode into the New South Wales Fire Brigade and said, look, oh, thank you so much for your service. My son is turning four. Would you mind doing just a little video just to wish him a happy birthday? And true to the excellence of New South Wales Fire Brigade, they came back with this incredible video of, imagine like three fire trucks lined up and like eight firefighters in a row and the fire dog and the lights flashing and wishing Hamish a happy birthday. And, um, you know, I thought, you know, I'd, I'm ready for Mother of you the Year it. awards now, you yep. know, just <laughs> I got this. <laughs> In contrast, though, when Hamish saw it, he was actually so overwhelmed and I could see that his mind was being blown at all of these, like, icons in his life were speaking his name. So he almost, like, it was almost too much stimulation and too much for him to handle. So it wasn't one of my my best um, gift-giving moments. I wouldn't say I had a, I have a 100% strike rate, but <laughs> there was something quite magical about, obviously, you know, capturing the essence of all of these things that he loved into that little video that he was watching on the screen. So yeah. um, I love being able to kind of, you know, put the thought in to really mark the occasion and, mm-hmm. and make sure people feel feel the thought that I've put in because it, to me it translates into, you know, how much I care about them and how mm-hmm. much I'm listening to them Yeah. when, you know, when maybe they think it was just a small little comment, you know, mm-hmm. and I'll hold on to that and make sure that I can apply it further down the track. Yeah. Have you watched the video since or was it just like a one and done it was a lot of emotion, don't open it again kind of thing. <laughs> it was one and done. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I could recycle it for this year. Who knows? Yep. But um, I think it was just a, a little time capsule of the just the amount of passion that he has for fireys and, um, yeah, we'll probably bring it out in a couple of years' time and see if we get a different response. Yeah, that's so (laughs) cute. Um, If there's one thing you could change about yourself, what would it be and why? I think going back to, you know, the topic of travel, it would Mm -hmm. be the opportunity to speak another language. Mm -hmm. Like my... My high school French, Italian, Indonesian just doesn't cut it other than, you know, being able to order a croissant or a Aperol spritz or something. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the ability to be able to speak the language of the country and communicate mm-hmm. directly and, you know, showing the, I guess, the respect of of that native tongue as well. I'd love to be able to say that I could speak more than one language, but... 
I cannot at this point in time. Yeah. I think it might be a good um, retirement uh, hobby though. So maybe yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll put that on the back burner till then. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Stay tuned, <laughs> Watch everyone. this space. <laughs> um, and lastly, beyond the title, who is Belinda? Who are you? I would say, well, I would like to define myself as a kind person. Mm-hmm. I, you know, prioritise people and their feelings and think about, you know, what is the the right way of doing things mm-hmm. and, you know, always act with integrity is kind of the the philosophy in which I govern myself and the decisions that I make. So as simple as it is, I, you know, I'd like to say that I'm a kind person and that really impacts everything that I do from being, you know, a wife to a mum to a professional. Mm-hmm. And I think there could be more kindness in the world. So yeah. it's my... I guess, priority to try and spread more of it. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel that. I feel like you're definitely a kind person and I can see that. So, (laughs) yeah, what a beautiful way to end this ep today. And thank you so much for your time, Belinda. Thank you for having me. We'll see you soon. Bye.